Undiscovered Story, a podcast that celebrates the achievements of girls and women throughout history. We're in for a treat today as we have one of not only blockchain's most influential women. We have a woman who is a social impact award winner and who is someone you definitely should know an undiscovered story. Her name is Daisy Ozim. Daisy is a Nigerian by blood, Bay Area native by birth, Bay Area of California. She's been involved in community organizing and advocacy since uh, she was a teenager. She experienced trauma and homelessness as a young person and used those life experiences as the foundation for her professional work to promote health, innovation, and equity. Her philosophy for personal life, healing work, and professional work is super simple. She believes trauma and disenfranchisement underlies all of our industries and interaction. She believes that the indigenous practices and ways of living set forth by our ancestors is what is going to transform societies. Nothing more, nothing less. So thank you very much, Daisy, for taking time out of your day to be with us. Thank you for having me on here. I'm really happy to be on here talking about like technology, social impact, and you know the future of society, um, and what we can do to kind of save ourselves um, with technology, being that it is a double-edged sword. So how I actually came into the space of technology is I actually come from the um, public health and social social justice space. Uh, for many years, I actually worked in San Francisco doing like community organizing, policy work, local government work, like strategizing on like initiatives and bills that would create new revenue streams, et cetera. And um, I really was uh, did a lot of work around like public health care, which led me to start my organization, Resilient Wellness, where we focus on uh, intergenerational trauma as a causative factor for poor health outcomes. So after, you know, working within the public health field, the local government space, doing local, statewide, and national policy, I, I was just disillusioned by the ways in which money was constantly given to individuals and organizations that were not addressing the root cause of inequities or poverty or disenfranchisement, um, but just looked good on paper. So I started my own organization with the goal of being um, financially sustainable, but still being able to make an impact with the work that I wanted to do. And then I just decided, okay, well, you know, technology can be a really good way to, you know, um, really scale the work that we want to do on a national level and have it fund itself. So then I started getting into whole like the social impact space um, with like the Wisdom 2.0 groups and all of them. And they have their issues, but just getting really clear about like, how do we develop like a new economy that is free from, you know, some of the disasters and catastrophes that capitalism has created and then I came into blockchain and cryptocurrency in 2016, actually. Actually, 2015, I learned about Bitcoin when it was still super cheap. And then I got reintroduced to the industry and started doing the Blockchain for Social Justice Collaborative, basically running incubators and training programs. And we have a developer curriculum as well. Um, so that's just like my, my story in a nutshell in terms of how I moved into the technology. So when do you find time to sleep? That's a good question. People always ask me that, like, when do you get time to sleep? When do you get time for self-care? I literally, because I work for myself, I work on my own schedule. So I do not work on the weekends. I don't answer my phone or my email on the weekends. And I literally work from nine to five. I stay at my office. And of course, I have my breaks and stuff in between, but I do not work past 6 p.m. Those are like after hours for me because, you know, you can really make yourself crazy or burn out or just like, not be able to, you know, facilitate what you want to facilitate if you don't care for self. 
I've dealt with that already and I did not want to be there again running my own organization this time. That's a powerful lesson that I also need to learn better. (laughs) You have spoken about uh, systems of oppression and inequality. Can you elaborate on those topics? Well, right now, the issue is that a lot of the folks um, in public health, um, in urban planning, in economic development, even in like the startup ecosystem, all of that, they really come from a perspective of colonialism. Like their minds are still trained by white supremacy culture, internalized racism, colorism, popularity politics. And unfortunately, these are the people that get the contracts and the jobs to basically like build the new future and build like what our society is going to look like which is hella problematic because they haven't even done the initial work of recognizing the ways in which they perpetuate systems of harm and systems of oppression within themselves, but they want to be tasked with, uh, you know, creating structures and systems that will serve thousands upon millions of society. So my thing is really just like, I really just use my, my lived experiences, having actually been homeless, actually having been impacted by systems of oppression, right? Like the, the, the welfare system, the school system, et cetera. I'm using my lived experience with indigenous frameworks for governance and also using innovative public health frameworks to really change the way that systems are functioning, not just public health systems, but the education system, workplaces, right? Even the ways in which certain technologies are designed, right, to be more accessible and also to avoid creating a negative impact before it even goes to market. If you had to name two women who inspired you the most, who would those two women be? Oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what I'm going to say. I mean, it's super cliche, but literally Ida B. Wells and Harriet Tubman. Why? Because Ida B. Wells is like, she is my savior. Why? Because she constantly spoke truth to power, even in the face of having a bounty on her head, having like, you know, thousands of white supremacists hunting for her nationally, you know? And then the same thing with Harriet Tubman, like, you know, she got her freedom, but she continued to like not be a gatekeeper, like how a lot of people of color in this space, like they get their accolades, they get their fancy job or whatever, and then their head gets too big and they forget where they came from. She continued to go back and free people. And, you know, my thing also too is it's all, the work that I'm doing is all about liberation. I could care less about like, okay, revenue. Yes, that's great. Accolades. Okay. That's cool. But it's literally at the end of the day, all of this that we're doing is all for liberation. But liberation from what? Liberation from having to spend your whole time at a job that you hate. Liberation from systems of oppression that drain your vital energy and stop Mm. you from realizing your potential. Liberation from freaking poverty and trauma, you know? I was also a high school teacher before, so I have a lot of stake in this because I see exactly how these kids are coming up now. And if we don't make some changes quick, we're going to have a bigger problem on our hands. So why I really do this work for the future generations. So what you're essentially talking about is there needs to be a shift in awareness, a shift in consciousness. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's the reality. You know, that's why we're trying to do the work that we're trying to do, because it's about shifting mindsets and cultures and, and systems not just one individual being able to have like this fancy startup and make a bunch of money that's not really doing nothing but you know serving a a first world issue like how do i get my food quicker to me like there's people who don't even have any food you said i believe trauma and disenfranchisement underlies all of our industries and interactions yes you have to realize that our entire economy is literally like built off of slave labor, disenfranchisement, war. That's how our economy runs, right? So when we're talking about shifting like um, systems, a shift, like creating a new economy, the tech industry, et cetera, 
the underlying theory or the underlying thesis is capitalism, bias, exclusion, and oppression. Because we live in a society of the haves or the have-nots. In order for one individual or group to have, someone else has to not have. That's a lot of the thinking that goes on because that's the old paradigm. And the new paradigm that we're going to be moving into, if you have a lot and I don't have any, eventually you won't have it all, right? If I have a lot and you don't have any, I share with you, we can each be able to have enough to sustain ourselves. But, you know, this conversation that we're having now is not as popular. These are not really themes or notions that people want to really discuss openly because a lot of folks are too, you know, immature on an existential level to really understand the magnitude of what is currently happening around us. So some folks just choose not to even think about it. And it's another reason why diversity and inclusion in tech is super watered down because people are not talking about the real issues. They're just talking about, well, let's get more people of color hired. Okay, but you're not really talking about the structural inequities that caused them not to be hired in the first place. And then when they get the job, they're hella traumatized and stressed out because they have to continue to deal with other people's biases and toxicity. So there's a lot of work to be done, but really where I see blockchain helping with some of this is helping existing organizations and leaders in the field really develop like platforms and projects that can be independent of our current financial system that can be self-funded and self-sustained that also decentralize power and decentralize resources. Thank you for listening to the Undiscovered Story podcast. You can play the game by visiting undiscoveredstory.com or by visiting weirdworld.io. That's W-I-R-D-W-R-L-D dot I-O.